GM, GM, everyone. How's everyone doing? Let's see who we got on the call here. Good morning, everyone. GM, hey, GM. Hey. How are you this morning? Good. It's been a nice little Sunday. Oh, yeah. I was uh, just trying to do some XP drops and uh, it's gas, man. It's rough. Oh, it's like, yeah. Tell me about it. Like 500, giving out, giving out XP, burning like 50 Matic per, per core Oof. prop. So we're, we have to, we got to refill the, the, the hot wallet that does the props, but trying to get out as many as we can before the snapshot. It's fun intending. to talk. Yeah, it'll be fun to talk about that when Maddox like ten dollars. Be like, oh yeah, we're like the Bitcoin pizza guys, right? So, <laughs> Seriously, spending this much Maddox on fumbling uh, the generational Maddox wealth. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's well, yeah. You know, it is what it is. I was trying to dress my gachis for rarity farming last night before I forget, uh, and it was just too unaffordable. It was going to cost me like five Maddox or something like that. To, yeah, this is why we moved away from Ethereum. This is this is crazy. <laughs> oh, we'd all be broke by now if we were on Ethereum. <laughs> yeah. Can you imagine? <laughs> Petting would be like, yeah, it'd be the ultimate flex, right? Yeah, exactly. All right. So I don't think we, we have a lot to talk about today. I put the show notes. I've been typing up show notes. They're in the in the chat there. I'll drop them one more time for you guys. We have a whole bunch of guest speakers, some confirmed, some unconfirmed, but we got a nice lineup here today. And uh, I think most people will make it to this discussion. So let me drop this in the chat. And Zombie Shepherd, uh, Hardcore did the mural board. If you guys don't mind dropping your links there, uh, or, if, or if you haven't already, uh, that would be great. And let me get this in the chat here for you guys. These are show notes for today, not necessarily in a specific order, but, uh, you know, orders do get switched up last minute a lot of the time, but we, uh, we got the general idea here. So uh, why don't we get right into it? We don't got a whole lot of time to waste. So uh, that's the mirror board there. Thank you, guys. Just uh, to note, start... uh, we do have Ross oh, on the call. Just want to mention mm -hmm. that Ross is here and is able oh, to take any questions about the directors. Or the oh, foundation. excellent. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And if uh, I know you guys recently had your first uh, foundation directors meeting. And so if there's anything to follow up on from that meeting, if you want to just go over over it, that it went really well, uh, we could do that. Uh, but yeah, looking forward to that. Um, so let's uh, let's start with uh, <clears throat> our proposal review. Uh, so we have Agate 59, which was a 2023 DTF budget request that had already passed. Um, you and I have already discussed uh, dispersing the funds, so that's not a problem. Gotcha Lodge 2023, that's Agate 60, and that's for us to go to Eat Denver. There's a thread active right now, and we can touch on uh, some bounty ideas we have uh, brewing up uh, later in the call here today. But the lodge is getting funded. We have a residence secured. Uh, you know, I think travel is going to get booked here in the next week for a lot of the folks going. And uh, yeah, it's going to be a good time. 
and there's a uh, comprehensive plan. I think maybe it's a good thing to give you guys an update of what our plan is. So we can we can definitely get that out in the forum there. Um, Agip 61, launching the Avagachi Forge. Uh, this is something we've been looking for forward to for a long time. Uh, Dr. Wagney and the Forge development team have been working really hard on this. And uh, this is the kind of final, um, uh, the final proposal for this release for the Forge, this first release for the Forge. So uh, that looks like, uh, it looks like the end date is tomorrow. And uh 94% in favor of that one with almost meeting quorum, but I imagine the vault has not voted yet. Uh, let's just quickly go over to the snapshot here. And let's just look at what we have open because I know there's been some uh, proposals coming in here kind of last minute. Uh, Agip 61 launching the Avagachi Forge. We went over that one. Sigprop, uh, Avagachi, and the Sandbox. That is by the Gachi Farmy. And uh, we'll actually have a whole discussion around that today. But if I want to, I'll give you guys an update here. It's 7.4 million over 9 million quorum with 65% in favor of and 34 against uh, at this point in time. Uh, moving on here, we got let's slow down and discuss the curve more. This is a SIG prop by Oliver Spoon. Uh, touching on some of the recent discussions happening around bonding curve, we have 95%. 95% in favor of 4% uh, full steam ahead. And we have uh, 5 million over 9 million meeting. So not quite meeting quorum yet. <clears throat> Sigprop, turning off the ghost bonding curve. Uh, this one is by Golden Cross. And this was the, uh, the first Sigprop here to suggest turning off the uh, the die bonding curve. We have 71% in favor of 28% against, and it has not met quorum yet. It's 4.1 million over 9 million. Last one here. This is a uh, follow up uh, by Golden Cross. Distribute curves die 7030 to Avagachi Dow, Piece of Craft Studios. We have 68% in favor of 31% against. And that has not met quorum yet, 4.1 million over 9 million votes. So we'll have a discussion around uh, a few of these proposals here today. So I'm not going to get too deep in the weeds with it. Let's, uh, let's move on to our uh, kind of unfinished business here and just look over uh, a few things that we've discussed over the last few weeks and uh, kind of see if we need to tie up any loose ends. So uh, parcel rolls, that one has passed. I believe the core prop has passed. Um, do we know when we want to do the, like, are we thinking of an official kind of target date of when we might want to get the roll, the re-roll done? Um, can you guys hear me? Yeah, I was typing in here in the chat. Um, oh, okay. I so we, that. yeah, well, I brought up the team last week uh, after the previous call. We made some tasks for it, and uh, it's going to be, it is scheduled for release uh, this week. Um, we still, we're, we're 
basically uh, going, going over what areas need to be like redesigned or re-implemented for the UI and the front end. So uh, on the smart contract, it, uh, we do need to make sure that the tests, we're gonna do some more tests uh, of things we tested before, just make sure that the, the gremlins have not gotten into the code in the meantime. Yeah. And make sure that nothing breaks when we uh, increase the round. I don't think it will, but we do need to uh, test that. So we'll be doing that next week. And then the UI uh, should be pretty quick. So uh, okay. can't guarantee it's going to be the like next Friday. Uh, we did talk about that on the team, uh, but we do have quite a few things that were supposed to be shipped uh, last week that didn't. So those are the main kind of main course for this week. Uh, okay. But we'll. We're definitely aware of it, and it's on on the the Jira tasks. So, okay, yeah. so like it's not gonna be months; it's just gonna be maybe a couple of weeks or something like that. Yep, uh, we'll have some. Yeah, we want we'll get it as fast as as we can. Uh, but we okay. do have like a, a a list of items that we plan a couple head uh, a couple nice. weeks ahead. We mm-hmm. just can't can't just like drop it in because it's a pretty big thing to do. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, sounds good uh rarity farming opt-in this is something we discussed it made it to the meeting we discussed it there it seemed like people thought it was a good idea uh it seems like it's kind of fell off here are we still talking about this is this something we want to discuss more seriously or move to a sick prop or is this something we're just not interested in anymore we can move on let's table the opt-in discussion uh who's the op on that was that dr wagney I can't remember now. Okay. Um, maybe this is something we bring up later. Uh, but if we're choosing to table it, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll not bring it up again uh, to you guys. So, uh, yeah. So, okay, we'll move on from that one. Uh, unless anybody else says otherwise. Um, you know, definitely uh, kick the discussion off if you still want to, if you're still interested uh, in this. Oh, okay, your hands up. Let me get you up in here. Oh, there you are. Yep. Hey, good morning. Um, I, it's like too late for an opt-in strategy now, right? Like there's a snapshot in two days, mm-hmm. and I think we pretty clearly, as a community, are on board for the idea of iterating on rarity farming, and an opt-in strategy can be part of that ideation. So let, let's just table. We have so much on our plate today. Sure. Yeah. Uh, we'll bring it up again when you guys do. Uh, raffle tickets and glitter. Uh, or purchasing raffle tickets with glitter. There's really no movement on this. Is this another another thing that we're going to be tabling for now, or is this something that we're going to discuss more seriously, uh, move it forward, and maybe possibly see a crop? I think there's good momentum here, but uh, we probably need Oliver Spoon to move it forward a little bit. This was his initial idea and could be a part of how we think of a post-curve world, how do we encourage liquidity uh, by adding value to glitter? And this would be a, a good part of that for us to take on over the next couple months, but I don't think we have anything new for it today. Yeah, it'll tie in. Uh, main topic this week is the bonding curve. We will talk about that. Uh, Infinity Keys needs a core prop. Uh, so did they reach out to you guys by any chance this last week with their, just if there was any edits to their core prop, if they just want to republish? Um, I did. I did get a, a ping uh, saying that they were ready, asking when we'd post it. Uh, I don't know if we if there's any changes required or uh, anything on, from the original doc 
If there's not, then we will tee it up for, I think we're doing a round of core props at the beginning of this week. So we'll, we'll get that included. Okay. Yeah, sounds good. All right. That addresses um, kind of our loose ends there. Uh, why don't we get into our main discussion? So I was going to have uh, Gachi Farmy actually come up because they do have a time limit, time constraint for today. So I uh, thought I'd get them up first and uh, we can discuss the Abagachi Sandbox collaboration, their full proposal here for the, the, the main iteration of their build. And uh, here, let me just see. Gachi Farmy, if you're in the audience, get your hand up. Put the GFA up here. GM, GM. GM, everybody. How are you, sir? Fine, fine. And uh, How's the weather in France? Uh, it's uh, shitty weather. <laughs> All right, same as here then. Um, okay, let's get right into it. So we have the Avagachi Sandbox uh, SIG prop that's been out. You got two days left on it if you haven't voted on it yet, but... Uh, we should probably run through uh, maybe just the the general idea of the proposal here, and then we can address some some field some questions, and then uh, yeah, there's a yeah, they'll just let you speak on it actually, um, yeah, 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 for sure. Um, so yes, the proposal is on still uh, middle of uh, last week. Um, the right now. Oh yeah, maybe I can just describe for the people maybe that weren't uh, involved or know what yeah. is the aim of the proposal. The aim of the proposal is to to build um, a marketing product and also a fun uh, fun experience uh, for the the coaching community um, in Sandbox. So uh, the main idea would be uh, to reach. A major release that Sandbox is planning by the end of Q2 with uh, their new tools and uh, also um, they want to release a lot of things by then so it would mm -hmm. be a great a great window for us as I witnessed that we are accelerating on marketing since uh, the arrival of the new head of the department um, so we thought that was definitely the right time to make that proposal to the community to see if it could receive uh, good support. Um, so yeah, definitely that, that's where we are right now. Okay. And uh, and so you, you mentioned uh, the solo experience. This is mainly for a solo experience, right? That's the... <clears throat> uh, well, the proposal explains that um, the proof of concept was a solo experience to buy two parcel. Um, so definitely want to keep that one uh, because uh, that was kind of the promises that we were doing by doing that proof of concept that received a lot of great feedbacks that we are mentioning in the proposal. We received in the type form that was released during the 14th of January uh, Hangout. Um, so we took into consideration those returns in the SIGPRO proposal. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, also... Um, as I mentioned in the proposal, the GameMaker 0.8, which is a whole new release, is out. And Sandbox now would like to to highlight those new features in this main release they are going to 
schedule for the end of Q2. So we took the option to migrate uh, all the production we would like to do on 0.8. So it's bringing very good new visual stuff and the possibilities for the solo experience. But also it provides uh, good multiplayer features. So that's the reason why our proposal is also uh, mentioning that we are we are to to deploy one uh, one by one parcel with a multiplayer experience. Um, just to be clear about the 0.8 uh, version, it went out three weeks ago. Um, it already exists a lot of uh, materials online in order to to see what are the possibilities. Uh, also, Sandbox is publishing a lot of docs right now. But it's, there is still a bit of uncertainty about the, the bug hunting and everything. Uh, that's the reason why we are quite cautious about uh, the time to spend on this one. And the Sandbox mm -hmm. is sharing that vision with us as uh, builders. Uh, we don't want to do, we are going to do things we are not going to be able to achieve. So um, that's the way the proposal is settled. Okay, sounds good. And so, um, you know, uh, part of this funding for this, uh, I guess the, the funding was broken down into three kind of main uh, portions. So you have your production costs, and then you got the side costs for, you know, tooling and promotion, uh, creation, creation events, and sandbox grant discussions and negotiations. Is there going to be any uh, external funding uh, that you guys kind of anticipate you might get uh, either from Sandbox or otherwise towards building this out? Or is this ask more because uh, Sandbox is currently not dispersing anything like that? I know they had a game maker fund as well. I don't know how that's yes. Yes. operational or not. Exactly. So um, it's mentioning it's mentioned in our SIGPRO proposal. Uh, we are running for a few months now uh, the discussion with the project manager we have in the sandbox and also the, the, the director team. Um, so they are definitely going to support us. That's something which is sure right now. Um, so we should get a grant for the game maker funding. Um, this grant is going to be um, allowed in order to uh, develop uh, the experience and also to bring more incentives uh, for the, the project. So I can't engage 100% for sure about any amount or about anything about that, but uh, that's something which is on, uh, on good rails. Uh, to be clear, I have a weekly update with the Pixelcraft also for, mm -hmm. for explaining the vision that Sandbox have and make sure that uh, it's on the right line with what the Avgochi project has in mind. And to be clear, if the DAO supports this proposal, a future cult would, of course, include the DAO and the Gochi gang in the direction to take as it would right. become the DAO product and uh, the DAO would own all the things that are going to be created. So, Yeah, absolutely. Um, got some questions here in the chat. Uh, actually, this one's to speaking to Golden Cross. Can you uh, talk briefly about Pixelcraft's grant program for game development that's been hinted at? Uh, yeah, that's Gachi chain focused. Uh, okay. Uh, so you, you actually that on the third point, the incentives in game across universe uh, is 
you say a part of this funding is going to go towards uh, in-game incentives. Uh, what sort of incentives are you thinking? Are you thinking like some sort of quests or dispersing like alchemical rewards? Um, kind of what are your, uh, like what's your idea behind that? Mm -hmm. uh, one thing is sure is that one part of that uh, incentives are going to be related to uh, the way the Avagotchi experience is released. Right now, a Sandbox is giving full support for a dedicated standalone launch, which is possible. So it would be just to highlight it's the Avagotchi project week. So we are going to release that experience. That's a possibility. And we also could have the possibility to be released in the Alpha Season 4 with a lot of other major uh, trend marks, I would say, with a specific mm -hmm. spot in the calendar, which would be negotiated. Uh, because as you know, if you are appearing at the beginning of the alpha season, it's not the same as if you are uh, scheduled uh, in the last week. Um, so that's a discussion to run. But definitely the incentives would be related to um, the calendar that is going to be uh, scheduled. Um, okay. to, be, to bring more cl clarity about that, uh, three options are in our mind. Uh, so most, mostly when uh, an experience is going to Sandbox, you have one pool of incentive which is related to people that come to the experience, visit it, and uh, play it. Uh, for this one, we don't want to be just as uh, permissive as that. We would like to add a condition, for example, to own a one Avegochi uh, product that is available on Sandbox Marketplace. That would be the first pool of reward. Um, the second pool of reward would be for uh, Avegochi uh, asset owners, native asset owners. That right. would be the second pool of reward. And the third one, which is mentioned, which is uh, not in-game, but cross-universe rewards, that's something quite uh, new and um, and uh, innovative. I don't know how to say it in English, but we want yeah. to do something that that was maybe done in little ways in other projects, but um, that's something we talked to, uh, to Sandbox, and they were really excited about that. It would be to bring a cross-experience Enigma with uh, hidden Easter eggs in uh, both Sandbox and Avegochi ecosystems. Uh, that could be anything. That could be a line of code hidden in the website, or that could be a QR code hidden in the Sandbox experience. So that would also push players to replay the experience and mm -hmm. to do it multiple times, even in different timelines. If, for example, the step one of this cross-universe uh, cross quest is uh, in the Sandbox experience, but later, maybe step 11, you need to go back in anything. So a part of the reward would also be that, but we won't push players to say, hey, guys, just look, there are 5,000 JHST to win that way. It would more be something suggested, but only, you know, hardcore and uh, and uh, <laughs> hardcore players would uh, understand that there is something to look at, maybe by finding an Easter egg in the experience. Right. So. Okay. Okay, yeah, no, that, that makes a lot of sense. And uh, just following up on those points here, we have a few questions from uh, Mikey J. I know there's been a lot of conversation happening around mm -hmm. this this week. And these are some of the questions that maybe we can try and uh, try and address here. So he goes, uh, I've asked this question in the forum, uh, but I'd like to hear a little bit of elaboration here, if possible. Yeah. Uh, with the amount of funds at stake, uh, 
they want to just want to be like understand what the return will be on the marketing spend and so just to go into a little bit more detail on on that side of the project so his questions are uh, what specific metrics would you use to measure success for this project and what would your targets be like a kpi okay. i guess yeah that's very good point that uh, mike g raised raised in the in the thread so i want to to thank him for that um so to be clear i think the main focus for the marketing project would be uh, convertibility as, as i'm mentioning that all the players that are going to discover have got shift through sandbox what could they do some people are just going to play the yeah. experience and do nothing after some people are going to play the experience and maybe go look at a bit deeper about Avigochi. And some people are going to maybe buy an asset by understanding the potential that the project has. And it's totally different uh, convertibility rates applied to each of that profiles. So right now we have some numbers. We chose not to integrate it in the SIG prop as uh, tomorrow we are going to get more detailed numbers from the sandbox. Uh, to be clear, they can't give anything. I think you can understand that all major companies are not going to reveal that convertibility rates or anything. But um, they are going to give us some uh, some uh, some uh, feedbacks about some things that already happened. And to be clear, uh, we're not going to take that data as granted and use it. We're going to use a very conservative way and approach uh, in terms of convertibility rates. Uh, with the return of experience we have also from uh, other experiences that uh, uh, people we know in the community or the French projects. And uh, I think it's uh, some lines that are going to be indicated in the core props to to bring more lights mm -hmm. about that and about our vision. But does, uh, uh, Sorry, I don't mean to cut you off there, but I'm just curious, does the Sandbox provide any metrics to compare one experience in the Sandbox ecosystem versus another? Is there some sort of a, you know, experience leaderboard or like engagement leaderboard to see which experiences are getting, you know, the most engagement or anything like that? I'm just kind of curious. That's exactly the kind of question we asked. And I think, uh, you know, the answer we received, it was like, uh, no. And if we had some, we oh, couldn't give it okay. to you. <laughs> it's uh, yeah, yeah, top it's... secret stuff, I guess. Yeah, because um, on their end. They don't mm -hmm. want to to bring some uh, um, I don't know to that anonymity between projects, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes sense. All right, I'm just gonna follow up on his uh, second question here. Uh, do you? Uh, his question is: Do you expect this experience to generate uh, enough interest on its own to attract a significant amount of new users to buy Avagachi assets, or should we be thinking about this as a kind of uh, top of funnel brand building awareness campaign, you know, bringing people in from maybe a greater space, um, something that's seen the mainstream a little bit more where people get exposed to this, uh, this theme park world of Avagachi and then they get to do a deep dive in. I, I think the one of the unique aspects that you and I have discussed, you know, while you've been building this experience is the ability to learn some very kind of otherwise complicated mechanics for a new player in a fun way. I think that was one of the things that interested me was doing these quests and actually learning how to farm Alchemica. And, and, you know, those quests were pretty basic, but there could be other elements added in to give the user even more knowledge about those experiences. And so um, 
it's kind of like you go through these these missions in sandbox but what you're actually doing is you're going through training for the for the avagachi you know to interact with the gachiverse and all that so that's how i looked at it um but that's my personal um that's just my personal opinion yeah there. i just want to come back to the first the thing you said i think it was my kj question but uh for me, it comes with uh, an overall marketing strategy that Avgochi is putting in motion right now. Uh, I think we all saw that uh, the, the crypto Twitter space is now full of Gucci every day. Um, I think that's very good. And uh, the sandbox would be a nice leverage, uh, could be a nice leverage for this work put in motion to, to, be, to have even more strength. And uh, I think I mentioned that multiple times, but I'm going to say it again. Uh, we don't want people to stay in Sandbox Avegochi. We want people to come uh, in the Gochiverse. So that's also part of the overall work we are going to have to do with the budget uh, request, is to coordinate with the whole Avegochi ecosystem. So the DAO, Pixelcraft, the team building the Gochiverse, to make sure that uh, everything is aligned, not to have something in Sandbox if we're not ready to welcome players in the Gochivers. You know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, I want to be very clear about the cost presented because uh, I saw a lot of discussion about that. I'm not sure today we have enough time uh, to, yeah. <laughs> to discuss the exact yeah, rates take... because that's, uh, that's a, a, a subject that comes back on each proposal, and that's a very important subject, I'm, I'm sure, and that's something to be discussed. But about the things integrated, it's the whole coordination and interfaces that I think if it's an external firm that do the, the work to create the experience, uh, this top layer of coordination, uh, understanding of Avegochi ecosystem, and being part of things since the beginning, it's something that is going to be lost. So that's the reason why mm -hmm. we, we try to answer it um, with the, as less, um, I don't know how to say that. We try, we try to answer those, um, those questions with the, the most honesty we could. Yeah. And uh, that's, okay. that's, the, that's, the, um, that's what's included in the rates and the proposal. Yeah. Okay. I mean, if anybody has specific questions, I think you did provide a line item breakdown um, somewhere in your uh, in your ask of what each thing is going to cost. So if someone has a specific uh, question regarding that, we can take it here. But I agree. I don't know if we'll have time to go through, through all of it here today. Um, okay. Let me just read some comments here. Uh, personally, I'm not concerned about the pay rates. We've seen that there's vastly... Uh, there's a vastly different idea of what people should be paid based on the fact that pay scales vary widely geographically. We should just, uh, yeah, I agree on Mikey J's point. We're we're basically uh, should should be looking at this as a cost benefit on a cost benefit basis. Um, so, you know, we're going to spend X amount of money, and what sort of value is going to be provided uh, for money spent, and so. Mm -hmm. Uh, and also, if yeah. I just can bring one more light, because that was a sure. subject I saw multiple times in the discussion thread, it's about, uh, we, t we discussed about uh, indirect returns, so more like uh, visibility, a stream of people coming and everything, but about direct returns, there are some ways that are discussed also right now in the negotiation that would also uh, 
impact Pixelcraft, so that those are subjects that Pixelcraft or the DAO is going to be integrated to in the future. If the, yeah. the, the we, we we have the support from the DAO, but it would be it could be about uh, a lot of people ask why are we going to Sandbox, but why aren't we bringing Sandbox in the Gochiverse? And I think mm -hmm. we have a possibility to do that with the synergies okay. we want to create with partner parcels, for example, because we have partner parcels that other projects can buy. Um, and that would be for me a direct return about uh, this partnership. Okay. All right. Yeah, no, uh, you know, I appreciate you coming up here and, and giving us this overview. Uh, I agree with the earlier points that, uh, you know, we could have brought it up last week and that was kind of, because uh, it was kind of on me to be honest, but I'm glad you're here to actually speak about the proposal today. And, uh, you know, there's still two days left. So if, if you if you like what you're hearing or or you don't like what you're hearing, uh, go go vote on the proposal there. It's a sick prop. It's live. It's a couple of days left on it. Um, we can uh, we can definitely have a follow up discussion. Uh, you know, if people have more concerns throughout the week, uh, please bring them up to me and uh, we'll make sure we get them included in the next meeting as well. Okay. Thank you very much for the, the space given here to discuss that. And uh, I hope uh, I tried to bring clarification about the things I saw uh, this week. So thank you very much, guys. Absolutely. All right. Okay. So uh, I'm going to, so we had to shuffle things around there, but we are going to move to the, the, the curve discussion here. It's been quite a bit of discussion. Uh, so we started off here with uh, SIGPROP that we just uh, went over earlier, distributing Curves Die at 7030 to Avagachi DAO and Pixelcraft Studios. Uh, this, was, uh, this was put forth by uh, Pixelcraft, and so recommending 40% for liquidity provisions, 30% uh, to Avagachi DAO Foundation, and 30% to uh, Pixelcraft Studios. And so um, there's been varying opinions on that. And then there's a, another uh, SIG prop that is just addressing turning off the bombing curve. So that one, that one we've kind of had a pretty healthy discussion around. I wanted to focus on the distribution today because that seems to be where a lot of the discussion is. And so, uh, you know, after these SIG props went live, there's been some DAO responses regarding the curve. Uh, number one is uh, liquidity. So we cannot ignore the effects curve removal would have on overall market liquidity for our protocol tokens. So it's widely assumed and expected that the DAO will require a new backstop of liquidity in some portion and capacity. And so uh, there has been varying opinions on how much liquidity should be provided there. Uh, number two, Pixelcraft. Uh, non-controversial beneficiary being a main developer and summoner of Avagachi. Uh, there's controversy in uh, directing the 40% or more than any of the other three pillars of the unlocked die um, without a proper structure on uh, accountability or specific deliverables. Um, that was the, the second uh, concern or main discussion, I guess, that was brought up. Number three, the DAO, so perhaps the least controversial, controversial destination for the DAO. As a DAO, we widely believe in the funding and empowering of DAOs. So that's just the third 
uh, point made on DAOs. Number four was in the last point, uh, product. So this is the this has been the most controversial and difficult pillar to understand and analyze. Often advocates of the product are questioned in their intentions due to the innate conflict of interest in advocating for financial for a financial product you own. So uh, this could lead to neglect of the product itself, creating negative value cycles instead of positive. And so uh, good time to follow that up with the, uh, Oliver Spoon made a point um, to make a SIG prop and suggest we maybe slow down and discuss the curve more because there are, I believe, four threads open right now. And it was hard to, to condense everything into this one post here because there are so many opinions and um, kind of want to look at this as a, as a zoomed out, um, you know, a zoomed out discussion on that. <laughs> I just turned my head like 10 degrees, man. Like, I can't believe. Maybe I got to turn the mic a little bit here. There should be a setting for, like, making it more omnidirectional. Yeah, probably. Here, let me try to do this. Okay. Maybe this might be better. I don't know. It's pointed right at my face now. So <laughs> <laughs> There's no way it's going to catch any other direction now. That's good. It takes practice, I guess. Uh, where was I? So, uh, it'll be the, <coughs> um, oh, we have Excuse golden me. cross up here. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, I just hopped up. I figured this is our topic. So yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, I like so high level. We don't have to rehash everything, yeah. but the yeah. vote. Our side's been live for a couple days, or, or about 24 hours, actually. And um, I guess we'll see. Like, I don't know if everybody votes on the first day or how that'll play out, but it looks like it may not pass. Um, the I'm referring to the 70% to the DAO, 30% to Pixelcraft uh, proposal, kind of the, the one that we put forward to follow the, the curve. And so we'll see if it maintains, but it looks like the curve may be voted to close, but there's still ambiguity about what happens after it closes. So, um, yeah, I, don't know. I, was, I was talking with Dan a little bit today. We were both running around Sunday here, but generally, I think we're all, we, first of all, it's out of our control, but we, we generally feel our proposal is still, it still makes sense and it, it already is dialed back compared to what. Uh, we originally wanted to do, which was a little bit more aggressive on the budgeting for 2023 with the 40%. But um, totally understand not everybody sees it the way we do, and uh, that's okay. So me personally, like, my, my position is I hope it passes. If it doesn't pass and people see it differently, that's fine. My biggest fear would be uh, ambiguity in a, a long, drawn-out decision-making process around what to do uh, once the curves close, which means the whole thing just turns into, you know, the, the, the vowel and FUD is uncertainty. So we, mm. we want to avoid uh, uncertainty. And I, I think clarity would always win the day. And so, yes, I'm still standing by. I think it's definitely the strongest, best pr uh, proposal is what we put forward. Uh, we've, we've really spent a lot of time looking into this and we think it's good. If, however, uh, the 25, 25, 25 works and we want that explicit support for, um, I don't know if it's rarity farming or protocol rewards, however you define it, yeah. um, 
I would argue that, eh, you know, I don't think it's ideal, but it's better than, than a long drawn out thing that goes into the middle of summer. That would be very funny for yeah. not just, uh, I know there's a bit of a tug of war between the NFT asset holders and ghost, or there's a perceived, some have a perceived, like there's sides being picked here and I'm sympathetic to that. And so I would just say, yeah, the one thing we, nobody wins if it's, uh, if it's, we all agree to close the curve, but we don't know what to do after the fact. Better we uh, either don't close it or we, we, we all coalesce around something we can get excited about yeah. uh, in the near future. Yeah, absolutely. And I appreciate you coming up here and, uh, you know, kind of going over that. Fantas I think Phantasma's proposal is what you're referring to with the 25% liquidity, 25% to Dow Treasury, 25% to Pixcraft, and 25% protocol rewards. So that would account for six rarity farming seasons projected over two years if rarity farming is rescheduled or modified otherwise. So that was his. Uh, alternative and to on to points you on the points you just mentioned there it kind of leads into the next part of our discussion and we do have Dr. Wagney up here uh, who has suggested maybe possibly like putting together a Dow curve transition team that would actually be responsible for addressing a lot of these points and making sure we get to the promised land which is to you know hopefully move away from die and uh, ultimately kind of diversify a little bit, uh, de-risk uh, in that sense a little bit from uh, exposure to die. Uh, so we have Dr. Wagme up here. I don't know if you're able to chime in on what your ideas are behind the, the Dow Curve transition team. And uh, if, you know, some of the things that we've discussed up here are things that the team would be able to address. Yeah, sure. I mean, basically we have a lot of work to do, right, in a post-curve world uh, if we have, you know, millions of dollars in uh, assets to manage and we need to manage liquidity and hopefully we're earning interest somewhere. Like, what are we doing with that interest? Uh, if we uh, are hoping to allot 25% uh, to uh, protocol rewards, is that denominated in ghost? If it is, how are we getting that ghost? Are we doing daily purchases? Who's setting those up? Uh, like, there's just a ton of work that needs to be done. Uh, and ideally, we have a core team that helps run uh, like liquidity and treasury management, right? And this is like what they do. And they would be able to like meet with you know, whether it's balancer or quick swap and be able to like lay out options for the DAO. Like, this is what we've looked into. These are uh, like the different partners in the community that would put rewards uh, if we put our treasury with them. I know that Dan and Jesse are specifically hoping the DAO can uh, like do the liquidity and manage its treasury, uh, right? I think that's part of the transition from you know cocoon phase on. Uh, but I understand this is a lot of work that uh, needs some underlying expertise, and there's a lot of differing views on what to do. So trying to bring the community together, people that are really interested in this, uh, and have some expertise in the DeFi and treasury management world to like put together a couple different plans. Uh, for the community to consider and that we might not have everything perfect right when the curve closes but at least we can have some like different strategies and have a team that's responsible for putting those together and there had there's been like zero engagement on that post i don't know if this is something the community is even interested in or if you guys think that we can hash it out over hourly meetings every sunday but i i'm feeling personally a little bit more urgency for a, a solid plan and some ownership mm -hmm. over over all of that work that needs to be done. 
Yeah, if I, if I could second that, just uh, totally think that what Dr. Wagner is proposing here is super important, especially in a world where Pixelcraft is taking less of a hands-on approach because part of the reason that we had, if you go back to the original proposal, the very number one thing of the seven things we listed is uh, basically backing up and making sure that even if it was kind of a backstop, like even if the DAO wasn't organized and wasn't agile and able to deliver on uh, things in a timely way with the liquidity provisions, uh, at least we could come in with X amount in LP. So if we go to 25, 25, 25, we just have a lot less to work with. And um, it is kind of uh, basically a signal of confidence from the DAO that they're able to take over more responsibility. And so that, that I think speaks to some of the lessons learned over the last year, like, like what Dr. Wagme is proposing. I hope there's a piece in there that um, adds some sort of compensation for the no doubt significant hours that will go into this. It's a, it's a big responsibility for whoever's on that kind of liquidity provisions team. And so I think it's not that different than what we proposed where we were signaling 40% to the DAO, to, but earmarked for this purpose. And um, that could be the nine foundation signers and that multi-sig, but that could also be the, uh, a kind of special team that's spun up just around that 40%. So if we end up going with the 30, 30, 40, uh, what Dr. Wagme is, uh, you know, shining a light on here, that could be that team, I think makes sense to me. And if it's the 25-25, then it would also go to reason that uh, some sort of dedicated team that could have these, uh, you have to be able to have like a point of contact in specific negotiations with these exchanges and with different parties. Um, at Pixelcraft, we, we can hand over some of our account management and some of our, uh, our, our contacts. Uh, there's no issue there, but it's a job. And so um, just hope that it's set up in a way where people aren't getting burnt out and like get a week into it and are like, why am I doing this? This is so awful. <laughs> so yeah, it's going to be, it's going to be, you know, real work. Like liquidity is not, it's not a, a super time consuming thing. Once it's set up, once it's set up, you kind of just monitor the pools and, uh, there's not really that much to do with it. Um, if you're basically just setting it and forgetting it, if you're trying to do a more of like a, an active strategy where you're uh, like, if you, if you were using V3 without gamma or something like that, then that that's very time consuming. But if you have automation and you have the, the target for what you're trying to achieve, it's really just about moving things around a little bit once in a while and rebalancing. So it shouldn't, it's more about the initial strategy. Yeah, and in that initial strategy, it's a, it's a big part because there's the negotiation mm -hmm. part. So if you're just assuming you're going to just plug into a DeFi interface and just um, you don't have to talk to any humans, then yeah, that that is exactly what Coder Dan just said. However, we we understand that there is margin to to fight for. For example, when the bridge to cross and bring Ghost for the first time from Ethereum to Matic happened. There were negotiations that had to happen, real back back and forths to fight for that yield, right? That didn't happen in a vacuum. And so a, a similar situation uh, presents itself here where we've already had contact with uh, some opening, you know, floating of ideas with certain parties. And if we're able to fight for uh, good terms uh, for Ghost, then that's something that we'd have to hand off to somebody to deal with. 
uh, if if it goes the 25-25 way or even in the other other world like what i'm saying is yeah you could just plug into the DeFi, but you're leaving a lot on the table so, yeah you're not going to get the the yield that you can get by actual human contact and setting up the, these kind of meetings that we have with with various teams i mean especially with the excitement around our project and the support of polygon and like rapid growth like being able one of these exchanges to you know secure avagachi's like treasury i think is a big selling point for them and we should really like lean into the momentum we have to try to secure some reward for ourselves and for the broader community to want to provide liquidity i think we'll be more successful with liquidity provision if we have a strong partnership strategy yeah and i see al asking about the market makers here i mean yeah we have contacts and that is a a vertical as a, a piece of any market, um, especially you know in crypto. But uh, just this week, if you guys were seeing the news out of Singapore, the pit with Polygon, who was the sponsor? Who was the host? It was um, oh my god, what's their name? Um, Jump Jump Capital, right? Mm -hmm. Like basically the biggest guys. They're out of headquartered in Chicago, and uh, they're. They're hosting the whole thing for for Polygon here in Singapore. I spent, you know, half last week at their offices. So I'm not saying like we just had a meet and greet. It's the first time I've met them. But um, those kind of those are the kind of relationships I could invest more time in curating. But at some point, if the DAO is in, has all the budget for all of this, then this is a good time for the DAO to to take on more of these responsibilities. I'm totally fine with it. Just I'm a little concerned that. The infrastructure still isn't there. You know, we're still waiting on a D work, and and this is going to be a a very high stakes type of maybe maybe not. I mean, like Dan said, worst case you just you just go uh, LP somewhere and call it a day. But definitely, uh, you know, it, it's it's on a spectrum. So I'll leave. I think, it uh, that. Another thing to consider is we're talking a lot about post curve, but actually pre curve. There's pre curve turnoff. There is definitely stuff we could do. Uh, the DAO has a million, almost a million die worth of, or a million USD worth of die. It has quite a bit of ghost as well. So uh, one of the issues that we could face after the the curve turnoff would be um, like pretty high vol volatility because of the lack of li liquidity on the ghost USDC pair on QuickSwap. So there could be, uh, if the DAO wanted to, we could allocate. Uh, some liquidity to that pool in advance of the curve turnoff, just to kind of soften the blow that could potentially happen before there, there's going to be a period after the curve is turned off. It might be 10 minutes, it might be an hour, it might be six hours, where uh, the the liquidity, uh, the multi-sig that the liquidity has been transferred to hasn't gotten that liquidity added to Ghost USDC pair or wherever it gets added. Uh, and that they, it could be pretty volatile during that period. So also think, worth considering pre-curve. Yeah, yeah, that may, to me, I'll second that. That makes a ton of sense. We gotta be ahead of things. And so if the curve turns off and everything else is still as it is today, in terms of where can you go find some ghosts with deep liquidity, good pairs, uh, it's gonna get really wild. The, the sexes would actually be probably preferable for people. Yeah. But but what you're saying, this is totally avoidable. We could get ahead yep. of this at least to about a million dollars worth. So two million, yeah. There's you could do you could the Dow could commit two million USD worth of liquidity at uh, at today's 
So there's about mm -hmm. a million die that could be paired with a million or so ghosts uh, into right. a pool. And uh, you know, that's a lot of that's a lot of liquidity. We can go to QuickSwap or someone and say, hey guys, we're trying to put a pretty big amount of liquidity in, and then that's when you can start negotiating rewards. And yeah. especially yeah. when you get when that curve is turned off and there's a much bigger amount of liquidity, uh, then you can really start negotiating. Yep. Yep, that could just be a starter. And I mean, they just started their syrup pools and their V3. So QuickSwap is innovating and, and we could could talk to them. We yeah. are talking to them. I saw a question today. I, I they, they they were in Singapore all last week as well. So got to meet up with uh, some of the, the QuickSwap guys uh, for a dinner last week. And um, yeah, I'll help where I can. But uh, I think ultimately this looks like it's going to go towards uh, whatever you want to call it, but a curve transition team. That seems like a good way to call it. But you're right, Dan, probably uh, things that could be taken care of right now ahead of time in anticipation mm -hmm. and then and then a follow through. Yeah, another, another thing we could do is uh, get a syrup pool set up on QuickSwap in advance so that there's already extra liquidity before the curve turned off. Uh, syrup pool, if you guys are not familiar, it's, it's like what we did with DinoSwap where you basically commit uh, a certain amount of uh, your token, ghost in this case, and then that token gets uh, basically divided up between quick stakers. But during that period, they incentivize uh, your pools, so ghost USDC or ghost Matic or whatever we want to incentivize, with uh, a much higher amount of uh, the quick token than they usually do. So they were saying you can, they can go up to as high as 50%. I think we might be able to get them even higher, uh, but that would, we'd have to do some some negotiating. But that's another option as well. It's obviously the ghost is committed; you don't get it back. Uh, but it, if if you're trying to aim for strong short-term liquidity, it can be pretty effective. So I guess this, uh, not to labor on it too long, because Dr. Wagner, this will be a whole thing, right? You guys could have you guys form a team and do all this, but. It's one of the reasons why I still stand that our original proposal makes sense in a lot of ways. If you just think about our current burn, with which we revealed last week, and then you add a little bit more for expansion and, and talent, then we're easily at four to five million dollars burn just on an annual burn for salaries and payroll. So, uh, if we want to have a big war chest to go hard on the marketing, the the, the raise the visibility of Avagachi and have some gunpowder to kind of not totally match you guys one for one, but also contribute to some of these uh, relationships we have on the, uh, on, on, you know, supporting liquidity or whatever it may be, uh, whether it's on the deck side or sex side, uh, that just gets, it's fine. It's only a 5% difference. You know, we already dropped from 40 to 30. So just want to, want to, give that perspective one last time, a final pitch on why we think, uh, you know, we can put it to work and we know where to put it to work. And I hope the Dow can as well. That's all. If you guys can do it, that'd be even better. Yeah. Appreciate that. And just to follow up real quick here on this proposal from Dr. Wagme, the, the ask is 10,000 ghost. I'm assuming it's ghost uh, to, to get this team together and uh, get moving on some of these, uh, these line items here and you know we got to think of it as uh 
like if we were to not do this and not spend 10k what are the consequences of not having a team like this to to ensure a, a proper smooth transition i think the cost is quite high uh, i think the risk goes up significantly for something to to go wrong and so in my in my personal opinion the dow spending um you know 10k on something like this would probably be money really well spent um just my just my take on it but uh we'll we'll uh we'll follow up on this as it develops uh i don't think there's any sort of proposal on it yet but uh yeah um if we need to discuss it more then you can always uh bring it up again uh, next week as well but i overall i think it's a great idea and i'm sure uh, a lot of you do as well all right um let's move on let's move on to the next topic here uh we got lagging in the house do we got uh do we got been lagging in the house you put your hand up i'll get you up on stage he might not be here oh there we go GM, GM. Hello, guys. GM, how are you? Doing, doing good, man. Doing good. Right on. Excited. I appreciate you. Yeah, I appreciate you taking the time. Uh, I know you're you're on a on a, you're on the move right now. Uh, but yeah. it's good. We can uh, we can take some time real quick here. Just want to give you a minute to explain your your game you're proposing to the DAO, uh, Stratagachi, and uh, you know. Uh, Kind of what your deliverables are for this like what's your concept what are your deliverables and then we can talk about uh the ask as well um to field any questions while we're at it too cool cool sounds good um okay so i'll just a overview of what the game is about exactly yeah um basically it's a it's a turn-based strategy game based on the gotcha verse map so uh we originally designed it as a tabletop board game to be played like any other irl board game and uh, our, our request basically right now, our, what we're trying to do is uh, create the digital version of that so that uh, basically the community can have access to it and be able to play the game. Um, so yeah, uh, the, uh, the game is uh, basically one of the main features of the game that we're really excited about is, uh, is that it pays sort of homage to the community and the DAO uh, one of the concepts that we like really kept in mind throughout this game was how the one of the greatest assets we have in the community is is our community basically the the people and the characters and all the different personalities. So one of the main features of the game is uh, is uh, our guild cards basically where we have uh, you can collect different uh, prominent members of the community as playable NFTs that you uh, build a deck out of. And basically, they become the battle commanders in your in the various battles that take place in the game. So it's sort of like a cool play on the idea of the DAO is the RPG. We're trying to gamify the DAO, create mm -hmm. sort of like an outlet for community inner community aggression. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And uh, and and really, one of our, our bigger goals is to uh, is to create one of the first um, sort of guild versus guild uh, uh, competitions. Like, uh, we really want to become the default, like, competition for guild versus guild uh, uh, stuff in the Gachiverse, you know? Okay. Um, 
Uh, yeah. And so you're so, thinking like tournaments between guilds and that sort of thing, having this big yeah, kind yeah. of so like hosted tournaments, you know, to, to 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 know basically which guild is 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 on top, you know. Um, yeah. Wow. Okay. That's kind of a flex too for for you know the the top guilds there that can really do well with this. And so these NFTs, the the NFT cards, are they going to be like? Uh, I guess they're going to be their own cards, not like fake gachis, right? This is like its own. It's well, its own, we, completely we thought- its own thing. We considered that uh, okay. at a point, and, and we're still really open to the idea, but uh, it could really go either way. So I'm hoping to see what, what mm. the community thinks, what their ideas are about it. The, the whole concept of the guilt card is that it is sort of like, um, it is the, the, the way where you add the a level of uh, personalization, basically, in uh, deck building and creating your own like yeah. personal strategy of how, to, how you want to play the game and how you want to battle. Are you more of the like uh, full-on attack t- type of dude? Or do you want to be like the more like defensive guy? Do you want to have the more like the cards that have more kind of cunning effects? Uh, so there's a lot of variety and there's a lot of different ways where you can build the decks. Um, and another cool thing uh, that we, we came up with is, uh, is basically the idea of substituting guild cards with uh, wearables. So... The, oh. the guild card would be a sort of um, it would be a, a barrier to entry. You'd have to you'd have to have a deck, right? It would it would be a mm-hmm. deck of seven cards. And the way we envision selling these cards is in packs of three, where you would get three random cards. But you would need to probably buy a few packs to be able to get the like uh, appropriate uh, strengths, right? Because it, it needs to be balanced in a certain way. So certain cards have different uh, battle strengths on them. And, and you couldn't enter a game with, like, all top-level uh, cards, basically. You'd have to have a mixture of some, like, lower strengths and stuff like that. Okay, so, very interesting. Uh, yeah, so we, we decided that, uh, I mean, the, the, it was one of our goals is that how can we use uh, the assets, basically? How can we use the gachis? How can we use the, the wearables? And this was the most straightforward way that we found is uh, you, we can just simply substitute. So, basically, you can build a deck out of guild cards, but if you don't want to buy guild cards, you can build a deck out of your own wearables. Or if you only have a few guild cards, you can substitute, make a combination of guild cards and wearables, basically. Oh, and that adds, this is very cool. Yeah. So it adds a level of randomness where you know what the what the person has in his in his deck, but you don't know what he's going to play uh, for this battle. So he's attacking you with a strength of five against your four, but uh, you don't know what what uh, what guild card he's going to play or what wearable he's going to play to add in you know what i mean more strength or whatever. Add an extra effect uh, okay yeah i was trying to yeah that's what i was trying to figure out is where's the crossover with any sort of uh avagachi like asset whether it's fake gachi or wearables this makes a lot of sense okay uh i'm just going to quickly go through some of the goals of strategachi here that uh hardcore was put on the mirror board here so uh, engage the community with a fun and competitive game Provide an outlet for competitive gaming between guilds, which is what you just touched on there. Provide new utility to protocol and Gachiverse assets. That's what we just discussed with wearables. Creating a sync for Gachiverse and or protocol assets and tokens. Do you see use case for tokens in this as well? Well, yeah, definitely. That, that was one of our yeah. initial ideas. To just charge a small amount okay. of tech or, uh, to, to play the okay. game. And sort of okay. sort of like a buy-in. You know what I mean? So it's, like, it's, it's a game yeah. of like... Players, each person goes in with whatever 10 kek or whatever, just a random number, 
and winner takes all or winner takes a, a percentage and then you know what i mean we burn a percentage the dow gets a percentage something like that um but another another huge idea that uh, that like is is we're really excited about now especially with the like upcoming developments like the forge was uh, one of the game we wanted to we realized that we could have once we build the game we could have different modes basically sort of like risk where there's like there's like a, so many different modes now zombie mode i don't know what mode uh, so one of the things we wanted to do is do like a more high stakes game uh, where it would take longer. And so we came up with the idea of the sacrificial dachi. So our initial uh, win condition for the game is update your altar, upgrade your altar to level nine. That's what everyone's racing to do. So you're trying to secure the resources you need. You need to secure ghost tokens, not actual ghost, but it's like an inter-game kind of uh, currency. And uh, each round, you have the ability to spend some of that ghost to upgrade your, your altar, or you can do other things with it. Um, Very cool. So we thought about uh, what if it gets to a point where, where it becomes obvious who's going to win, basically. You know what I mean? One guy is in yeah. control of all the resources, and he's, he's, he's basically going to, in the next three rounds, he's going to win the game if he just pumps uh, his, his altar. So we're like, okay, we'll add another mm, okay. official gachi where you have to go and summon this special gachi and escort him to Mount Oomph, and then you have to sacrifice him, and that takes three additional rounds. And so now we thought with the, with the Forge that we could actually use an actual gachi, where it would be like a super high-stakes kind of game for like the DGens that really want to get in there. And, yeah, we got to appeal some. to the DGens. Yeah, so you would win, like, a, you, would, you would actually, everybody would put some kind of buy-in, whether it's a gachi or a wearable, and then... Uh, Instead of winner takes all, it would be like winner takes the the alloy or the essence of the losing player, you know, something like that. Okay, very cool. All right, uh, just want to we've just a lot of points here. I think you've got pretty people pretty excited about this, uh, and so uh, you know I, we plugged the post there if you want more details on the specific rules because they they do have quite a, you know it's quite uh, strategic as the game as the name suggests. Uh, so your your ask for this is fifty uh, k. Uh, for for development uh, what you know could you give us a, a rough breakdown maybe it doesn't have to be line by line item but kind of what that 50k will be going towards how you're splitting it up yeah sure well let's say like i said this is a really really rough estimate uh and uh, the majority of the cost will be distributed between uh, our devs um okay. game design asset creation uh, ui design ux and uh, project management basically uh, and so we're currently actually working on the actual breakdown, the budget, and all the milestones, so that everything is kind of. This is a really rough estimate, um, right? But that should be that should be coming pretty soon, hopefully within the next week or two. Okay, yeah, I mean, yeah, that's going to be good for you know to have that as the sick prop. Just looking in the chat here for any questions regarding uh, Stratagachi here, uh, tabletop game. Uh, Coder Dan asking why uh, why does the tabletop game need a dev? I mean, what aspects I guess is the dev right. working well, on? Well, it, basically, we we have to make the game uh, into a digital version, right? So yeah. it's as if we're re recreating and redesigning the game uh, to be played on a computer screen as opposed to be playing on uh, on on an actual board with with pieces. So it, it takes. Uh, I mean, from a design perspective, there's there's work that needs to be done, and from the game dev perspective, it's, it's as if we're building uh, any other uh, game from scratch, basically any digital game. Yeah. 
Coder Dan is demanding the physical set. <laughs> What's I, your I, physical I, set? I, yeah, I, felt, I was like foaming already. Like, I just take my money. Like, I want to buy it. I, I wish that the DAO would fund that. That was like my, that was the initial idea was to really just make a board game and have this thing that people could, uh, I saw a couple of people talking about, hey, what, does anybody have any ideas for good board games in the community? I was like, man, I love board games. And why don't we have a gotcha versus board game? And that, that map that Nyankong made is so perfect. And it was just like a yeah. golden, it's like this game. I mean, I think the digital is cool, but I think they both have merits. Uh, this could be, a really cool uh, game that like we could bring these to imagine like bringing this game to East Denver and playing it with people in real life. It'd be nuts. So yeah, I'm actually more bullish on the, the, the real life part of it. I think that, you know, the digital could be cool. Uh, but if, if it, I, I'm curious, like, is this budget that you're asking for only for the digital one or is it for IRL or is it, is, is it both? No, this one would be, this would be purely for the digital version, but uh, I mean, I don't think if the like if we if we actually are discussing that seriously and the community is interested, I don't think that like creating the IRL version would require like anything even near that, because it's pretty much done. Yeah. It's designed, ready to go. You know, so like, uh, mm -hmm. I, yeah, I'm sure you can find stoked. like a, a game maker on Etsy or something that makes custom yeah, board yeah, games and get them to make something like that. I could totally make it. Yeah. So I mean the 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 digital one will be the same as the physical one, um, except we'd be playing it on. Is it is this an on chain game or like what's what's the server set up for it? Um, honestly, that would you'd be better off asking uh, our our devs on that one. But uh, it's uh, it would be like you're playing any other digital game, basically. Um, there would probably be some kind of uh, transaction like for the buy-in initially, mm -hmm. like is uh, if it's if it's a high stakes game or if it's a low stakes game you put something up to play um there would also be like you would have to it would it would have to look into your wallet and see that you have the guild cards because those are going to be nfts as well as what wearables you have because you can use those to to play in the game so there will be yeah like it'll smart contract integrated and uh yeah okay very cool um see if there's any other questions people just excited debating people want to do physical after digital's done which makes sense uh would love to get some time together and run through ways we can maximize value to avagachi assets so that's something maybe for you to follow up on uh you know after the call here but uh, i really appreciate you taking the time here to share this with us you know get us excited about this uh, i'm sure many people are going to be looking forward to your um your game here and so i guess if people are if people have questions they can just post you have a forum post right now here that yeah i'll send a link right now i would love i mean that's like really the that was the goal of, of this introduction is is, is yes. i want to get you guys' brain power in on this with me you know what i mean so i think I, I created a pretty cool game here uh we tested it out it's fun it's, it's super gotchy uh, it, it, like it, I love the fact that it pays homage to the community and the DAO, and uh, it feels like right at home. But I like with like our collective brain power and all the like, you know what I mean? All the ideas that could come out from you guys, I think we can really make it something like awesome and successful. Oh, look at this! Uh, MM Justin uh, from Eat Denver uh, says. Uh, they have a tabletop arena we can integrate a physical game with. <laughs> That's, true. That's so awesome. It, it, like, 
is there a physical version? Because I think it'd be, you know, it, it's like before going into full production on either a digital or a physical, you really should, You. Uh, it sounds like you guys have prototyped it already quite a bit. Like, do you have a prototype that you, that you could uh, bring or have like Hefe and whoever's going to East Denver, like bring together yeah, over yeah. there? We totally do. We have uh, like, we, we oh. like came up low tech version to test it in, in like my private server so i was just i was the game master and i would update the board with like a ping every time somebody would make a move and they would like dm me their moves it was super low tech and then after that we uh we upgraded a little bit and we, we created it in uh in a tabletop uh, simulator in steam so we, we have that um you just need a steam account basically to log in and you can play the game on steam and you can move the pieces around and everything so, I mean, could, is that something we can, like Justin's saying here, like you can make it like a printable version, just something super simple that people could be chilling at East Denver playing? Oh, like an actual printable version. I mean, yeah. I mean, yeah, man. What is he? How far is that? How much time do we have? You have, uh, <laughs> well, you have <laughs> not long. You have about 10 to 12. Well, yeah, a little bit over that. You have almost two weeks. Yeah. Okay, I mean, well, we could maybe coordinate with some of the guys that are heading over there and like send you guys uh, like files to print out the. I mean, the, the main thing would be the game board, and then uh, and then and then the other components. You could use some kind of generic component. You know what I mean? To, to why don't we? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Why don't we coordinate uh, maybe after this call and uh, try and figure out if we can make something work here because that would be really cool and we can definitely follow up with Justin as well and see if we can try and get something awesome. together for Eat Denver. Be a great activity. <laughs> yeah, it just keeps getting better and better, you know. Um, I, I so do think like, like having yeah, an official ahead. an official game would be like the digital game is going to be cool, but having it something that we could actually bring to conferences and stuff would be like next level. Oh yeah, and then like the packaging and all the like pieces inside after they're like all designed and like it would look dope and I think it'd be yeah. Yeah, it doesn't have to be like production ready, like something you'd oh, yeah, uh, yeah, I mean, sell on like you know in Walmart or like online, but like just something that uh, like a, a kind of a bespoke version for for people going to the conferences that we could bring along. It'd be nuts. That'd be really cool. Um, um, yeah, you guys hit me up in the DMs after this, and then we'll we'll figure out how to make it happen. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Yeah, I appreciate you taking the time here, and uh, that was a great conversation. Thank you for that. There's some there's some good follow up there, follow up material there. So thanks again. Awesome. Thank you guys, and uh, look forward to hearing more discussion on the topic. Thank you, and I'm out. Absolutely. Take care, friend. Peace. So we're at 7.15 here. I did kind of reach out to Oliver Spoon. I was thinking maybe he should be here for this discussion, but we do have, I don't know if Dr. Wagme, to what extent you have to do with this um, dungeon crawler idea, but uh, if it's, you know, if, there, if, if you're not related to this, we'll maybe table this one for uh, Notorious BTC. Unless you're in the house, sir. Put your hand up. We'll get you up here. Uh, otherwise, it's safe to table it. The community okay. can only like take in so much excitement and new games at once. Um, but look forward yeah. to him coming up and uh, doing a similar presentation at some point. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, one last thing here. I just got Yannick up here. Uh, you have uh, you have something to touch on here as well. So I'll let you go uh, right ahead, sir. 
GM GM. We got Justin up here as well. Welcome, sir. Hey, what's up, guys? Thanks for inviting me up. Uh, good, in- good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Hello, hello. Yeah. Always, uh, I, w- I will not take uh, a bunch of time. Just I, I just want to present idea initially to the community and have some feedback. Um, so with this, all this uh, DAO struggle structure, I think uh, uh, there is no need to say we need guilds to discuss that we need guilds. We just need uh, to implement them. And uh, I proposed uh, very simple model. I- you can just open uh, a link. There is also forum and uh, a live live diagram you can follow. Oh, there you go. Here, I'm going to open this up on chain guilds. Uh, I will just go through how I propose to manage guilds and set up initially. And as as okay. So with this model, I propose 100% on-chain guilds uh, registry. And uh, from a user perspective, from like a guild leader, it will look the, the following. It will look like, like uh, 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 registration will look the following. Uh, first, uh, a simple Gnosis safe will be deployed. Just, you just create a new safe. Uh, for those of you who don't know what is Gnosis safe, it just some uh, like proxy address, yeah, yeah, which is just proxy contract with some advanced control over custody. So uh, you deploy just empty Gnosis safe, and the second step is simply just claim the name uh, with the contract and the name in form of uh, non-transferable ERC-721 uh, NFT. Uh, so you so get basically, an NFT by registering uh, as a guild, uh, you you'd have to have a valid gnosis safe for that, right? Yeah. So you have at mm-hmm. this point uh, you already have a guild because you, you just you have yeah you you have guild address, new empty address with your from your gnosis safe, and this gnosis safe has guild name. So at this point you already have your base guild with from with zero with one owner, and uh, next step uh, you can add all related uh, members and addresses to your guild uh, just uh, by adding them uh, as owners. Uh, uh, okay, what, what, just very simple, right? Very simple uh, three steps. And what you receive from this uh, framework? You receive a guild warehouse or inventory because your safe is uh, actually a like work. It, it can contain NFTs, rewards, etc. So you have uh, a name, which is cool. You have uh, easy to sync guild stats. Uh, you can easily pull up, pull up how much guild has uh, voting power, assets, what type of the guild it is, what is, are the performance, because all, all data is on chain. Uh, and uh, which is all, uh, and final, but not least important, I think it's uh, very nice that we teach people how to use safe, how to be comfortable with multi six. And uh, I think it's very valuable uh, for for any community. Yeah. Yeah. And, very good. Uh, yeah. Go ahead. Sorry. Uh, no, this is like simple process of creation. Um, any okay? I will not bring it uh, a bit further. There is uh, like 
is uh, maybe there is some questions or uh, at this stage. Yeah, absolutely. I think so. It sounds like you're kind of in the early ideation phase. You know, you're getting the this idea out of an on-chain guild where someone could, uh, you know, deploy an empty gnosis safe and then claim the NFT uh, name in the in, in your guys's contract. So your guild would be registered now. And then there will be options there to add members and other associated addresses. So you have a roster in your guild. And then uh, optionally, you could also set warehouse access rights, which would actually give you access to like a guild inventory, right? So it's like whatever the guild mm -hmm. is stored, whether it's, uh, sounds like whether it's like a web, could be wearables, whatever, right? Is it mm -hmm. a standing asset? Yes, correct. And there is one more layer to it. Uh, currently, Gnosis uh, support, uh, the new version, they support the Zodiac uh, guards, uh, Guard framework, which which you can really, uh, we didn't work on it yet, but uh, the way you can configure it, you can really set up uh, like um, nice access framework. You have like guild, you can have guild knights, for example, or uh, people with different level of access to the guild stash. Uh, so so that's what uh, is like, next next level because it can be managed without it but what i also want to as the next update to work on and um, yeah it would be nice to see how people especially if we have some kind of tournament or uh, it would be nice to see how people will collaborate uh, if they because if since you have this guild you can kind of like act uh, as a, an entity apply you have same stats with alchemica you have some stats with Alchemica with how much you burn glitter, etc. So it, yeah. I, I think it's having this uh, as proof of concept. I think it's very valuable, and uh, we are. It's like first initial. Uh, I'm showing it to the public, but we are working working on proof of concept, and I think it will be done soon. Yeah, very cool. So what I'm seeing here is. Um... You know, a, it's almost like a guild dashboard, but also an asset management tool for guilds, which is, uh, you know, we love our Avagachi guilds. I think that's one of our biggest, uh, uh, you know, one of our most valuable assets in the Gachiverse are all the guilds that have established themselves there. And it's just it's just so cool. I haven't seen it in pretty much any other game where you have these organic uh, native guilds forming around a specific wearable or a specific aspect of the game that they like. And so, you know, we should be trying to sophisticate uh, our guilds for sure. And, and with the arena battles coming up, the great battle itself, uh, you could see there being a higher need for coordination. And so maybe having something on chain for guild management would be, would be uh would be ideal you know there are other guild management tools but they they don't address some of the specific things that uh that we need here in avagachi specifically in a guild like access to wearable inventories and do like and, wearable sharing you know and you can plug it into all others uh, for example mr lagging is preparing the game he has guilt in it so he already can uh, he if he has players he don't need to add a guild uh, uh, logic to his game he just can pull up uh, whatever guild are registered and he has guild based statistics uh, same for arena yes it can be done like if we if we i think we, we the strategy will be we will develop it we already have guilds on fireball but it was just simple like github uh, 
pseudo anonymous list. Uh, but if we bring it to to guilds, uh, to to on chain and like uh, battle test it on Fireball, see how how many people are interested in co co like committing to the guild, creating guilds. We can um, yeah we can then bring it to other parts of Gochiverse and uh, collaborate with other games. Absolutely. You can sign GMI up for that one. We'll be happy to help you out with that. Um, so at this point, you are, you know, you're getting the idea out there. Is there a place people can go to discuss this if they have questions or do they have to DM directly? Uh, is there a thread? Is there a thread out there right now that people can? Yeah, there is thread, there is Discord post. And uh, okay, yeah, yeah, I, I see your on chain. I would appreciate help, it. especially from Solidity developers. And otherwise, okay. like we, we we can we all other like UX and statistics and etc. We are we are covered fully, but we need uh, at this point we need help with solidity only. Okay, good to know. So any solidity devs out there, uh, reach out to Yannick. Um, yeah, and if you have any if you have any questions, concerns, yeah, D work. We could actually put put a bounty up for you guys um, for your project and. You know, maybe you give me the specifics and we'll get that up there. Uh, On-chain guilds discussion there. If you have any questions, concerns, uh, go hit it up. Share your thoughts. Uh, I think it's a really good idea. Something we could use and very valuable to all our guilds. Adding more value to our guilds, which is something we always want. I appreciate your time uh, coming up here. I'm sure this won't be the last time uh, we discuss this. So... Looking forward to future discussions on your idea here. Thank you. Yeah. All right. Well, with that being said, uh, we've kind of come to the end of the line here. Uh, we talked about, we, we ran through many different ideas here today. The DAO has been brainstorming some really good things, uh, cooking up in the background. And I'm excited for this year with everything you guys are doing from strategic board games to sandbox experiences to, to guild, uh, you know, to guild uh, infrastructure. Yeah, uh, we, have, we have Justin up here as well, and I want to give you a chance to speak because uh, you are deeply involved in ETH Denver, and we're very excited to go. Our DAO is sending a group of people, including myself, to represent Avagachi, and so just kind of wanted to give you a chance to speak on ETH Denver. And if you have any specific thoughts to share, uh, we're, we're ready to listen. Yeah, right on. Thanks thanks for the intro. Yeah, I was just chatting with T-Bird and letting him know that, you know, we want to make gaming a bigger and bigger part of ETH Denver. Um, so uh, if you don't know who I am, I'm one of the founders of the event. And so I've been uh, basically managing the operations the last five years, which have, uh, you know, it, it, it's just kind of grown from this grassroots. Let, let's pull this thing together until like, holy crap, 20,000 people are planning to come out this year. Uh, so it's kind of kind of been quite the ride. Uh, but I will tell you, uh, coming from the esports and gaming world myself, uh, I mean, I've even run a land center for a number of years uh, previously. Uh, you know, I've I've just been deeply embedded in like gaming and esports culture for a long time, and just want to bring a lot more of that to ETH Denver. Um, and so, yeah, I've been uh, th thanks to T Bird back at MCon, like um, I don't know, now that was like a year and a half ago or so. That's that's when I started getting into Avagachi. Um, 
and uh yeah just interested to see if you guys wanted to get a little more involved with this and uh you know this is kind of the the first real year that i would say that we're doing this blockchain arcade um as more of a focus we also have a, a like uh, this idea of five uh neighborhoods basically that people can um that the different projects hang out in and so one of those is nfts gaming and metaverse and so we built the blockchain arcade within that area there are also of course you know a number of uh, sponsors who have bigger activations throughout that area um but uh basically we we created this arcade as a way to have a lot of different blockchain games have just you know like a very small presence like a table we have um, a computer and monitor all set up there to where people can walk up say hi learn a little bit about the game um, get a quick demo and uh, potentially even walk away with some some way to play the game uh, so that that's kind of the high level So you guys are going to be out at the event, um, and I guess uh, it, it, I was talking with T-Bird specifically about what you would want to do it in a demo station. So I I think anything that someone could in like five minutes, maybe 10 minutes, just get a taste of it and say, oh, crap, this is really cool. I want to go back home and, um, you know, start start learning more about this. That That's kind of the goal of that station. Okay, yeah, we had some ideas around um, getting people access to maybe some features of uh, Avagachi get to experiment a little bit, uh, you know, have some maybe computers or something set up there. But having a board game would also be um, amazing. That would be, you know, like we discussed earlier, I think that would be a really good way to, to kind of show off some of our, um, you know, some of some aspects of our game. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, so we also have a tabletop area that uh, is in the lower section. Like, it's in a totally separate area. So I dropped that map in the chat if you want to take a quick look at that. But um, so if you would want to do both, uh, we can accommodate that. If you just want to do one, that's cool, too. Okay, awesome. We'll definitely, well, we should follow up with you because we do have some some ideas we wanted to, uh, you know, that are in our heads, but we should definitely implement them, including some of some of these, uh, these demos uh, that you just mentioned. Right on. Yeah. I think the thing is a lot of people, they, they hear about blockchain games and they think, oh, that's cool, but, you know, I'm not quite sure how that works. So even just being able to sit down with someone in chat and just kind of see it firsthand, I think that personal relationship or that personal connection can definitely help people get over that. Oh, this is what this is. Okay. I get it now. Yeah. Very cool. Absolutely. Um, so I guess, you know, I'll ask you for this coming year, what's the one big thing? If you could just pick one, what are, what are you excited about at uh, this year's Eat Denver? Well, we've been at the this place called the Sports Castle for the last five years, and they decided to sell it and then chop it in half. And uh, so last year, we, we already had a ton of people at the event. We were still able to use it for one more time, but, uh, you know, we had tons of lines and, um, you know, it's like, we've, we've always been this, 
uh, you know, our, our goal has been to allow pretty much anyone who's coming for the right reasons to get in. And, you know, we, we don't charge ticket costs or anything like that. Um, so we launched a DAO, Spork DAO recently. And so essentially it's free to join and you get free access. And now we have a much larger venue that can, that people don't have to stand outside waiting in line to get into. Um, we just like, we've always had this 24 hour kind of culture to it. So it opens on Thursday at the main event and goes all the way through to Sunday. Uh, so I, I'm extremely excited for a lot of the design and, um, fun, fun areas of the event and that so many more people are going to be able to actually enjoy it, uh, rather than, you know, stand out, <laughs> stand outside in line, uh, waiting to get in. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Some great quality of life improvements there. It sounds like. Yeah. Awesome. All right. Well, we'll definitely have to touch base here uh, and follow up. I think you got us pretty excited uh, with the board game aspect. So we, we definitely want to make that happen if we can. And uh, maybe we can uh, get, uh, you know, just touch base on some of the, some aspects of East Denver. We want to make this a maximally valuable kind of experience for the DAO and, you know, Avagachi protocol overall. So really looking forward to the event. It's my first time going. Uh, so I'm, I'm really just so stoked on going. Well, he, he chose a hell of a first year to come because, uh, I feel like <laughs> we, we finally kind of got our shit together, I guess you could say <laughs> it's always been, fun, but, uh, this, this one will be particularly amazing. Awesome. Grateful to have you on, sir. Uh, you're welcome here anytime. And, uh, yeah, thank you for sharing, uh, sharing, uh, Eat Denver 2023, uh, outlook here today. Yeah, most definitely. Look forward to seeing a bunch of you guys there. Absolutely. We got uh, we got Ross up here on stage. Uh, sorry for taking this long. I just definitely wanted to give you some time here. I know you guys had your inaugural uh, directors meeting, so maybe just a follow-up discussion. If you, if, yeah, absolutely. Just uh, I'll let Last you roll with least. it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, sure. Um, so yeah, as reported, we had the first sort of informational meeting with the directors of the Abigachi Dao Foundation. Um, we went over the constitution. Uh, we had some good uh, comments from the directors about tightening up some language about which tokens could be involved in sort of directing the Dao Foundation, um, as well as, um, you know, clarifying that, you know, the foundation is a proxy for the Dao, and it's basically going to be a vehicle to do interesting things like hire additional dev teams and I think make the protocol a bit more decentralized in terms of doing, you know, practical on the ground um, sort of cleanup stuff. So um, yeah, I think that the meeting was great. Um, everyone's been very thoughtful and I think pretty attentive to the responsibilities and we'll begin uh, the filing process this week. Um, thanks everyone for sort of patience and for uh, checking in on the process. These things take time, but um, doing it, I, I guess the correct way, especially as a sort of decentralized community, um, can be challenging, but I think we're, um, you know, very close to the finish lines. So, um, yeah, full, full steam ahead. Um, and if people haven't had a chance to look at the former constitution, hopefully that's been uh, shared and circulated. And if not, I'll, I'll make sure to sort of send the draft along. But yeah, the, the good news is that, you know, these things will be, um, you know, taken step by step. And at all times, the sort of uh, constitution and sort of the um, legal stuff is drafted to give ultimate power to the DAO to sort of, um, you know, control how this um, entity is, um, you know, operated who is sort of, um, you know, on the board. And I think what's interesting, at least in this context, is that there is a nice link between sort of the multi-sig, uh, you know, board and also the sort of off-chain rules um, as directors. So, um, yeah, I think it's been a very, very interesting challenge, but I think we're 
um, you know, swimming um, with the current of, you know, other sort of Cayman Island Dow foundations like ENS Dow that I think have found, uh, you know, good success there. So, um, yeah, glad to give this update. And I don't want to take too much time. I know it's not the most exciting topic, but I, I do think it's been um, something I've been wanting to give uh, sort of an update on. So, yeah, the state of the Dow is strong. You, it was a, kind of a pleasure to get to join this call as well. Oh, absolutely. Always uh, glad to hear, you know, like you say, it's not, uh, in my opinion, not the most riveting stuff, but very important stuff mm -hmm. that we need to address yeah. in the Dow. And, um, and does anybody have any questions for Ross here? I know we did go through a constitution reading and I do really appreciate your notes that you put in there. Uh, they kind of really summed up some of the very um, kind of wordy language that gets over my head sometimes. Uh, but it was a really good way that, you know, you went through and actually commented for us to, to just understand at a high level what, uh, you know, what, what was contained in the Constitution document there. Uh, let's see. Anybody have any questions for Ross while he's up here? It sounded like your meeting went really well. Uh, I guess all the members showed up. Nobody had were there any real concerns raised by any of the directors there during the meeting that you had to address. Um, any like you know big big uh, concerns that were brought up that were addressed? Uh, yeah, the, I mean, typical uh, you know concerns are you know what does this mean for my taxes and what does this mean for personal liability? But I think I was able to clarify a lot of those questions just by pointing at um, you know parts of the Constitution that handle indemnification and also just clarifying that you know the foundation is a wrapper you know for the DAO but also for the directors and serving the role. So I think we were able to get uh, past those questions. But yeah, nothing okay. too major, which is usually a good sign. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. I'm just reading through some of the com uh, comments. <clears throat> uh, not really Ross related, uh, but just to be conscious, we need to be conscious that the introduction of this new foundation wallet will require a bit of a process, uh, the process thought to have a smooth and clear flow between DAO vote, transaction signed to avoid chaos and confusion surrounding what transactions need to be made and when. So I think that's more from probably our side to straighten out some processes with that. Uh, Jesse's asking, any blockers remain from our side, Ross? I think he's referring to Pixelcraft. I could be wrong there. Yeah, no, no blockers on, on your end. I, I did send a sort of a, you know tech form request for information from directors. So if they get a chance, um, it'd be great to get through that. Um, that that's really the blocker is just um, making sure we have um, all the information for the, the, the local agent. But yeah, I'm, I'm good in terms of Pixelcraft. Okay. Uh, Choin is asking, is the Constitution now final? Is it set in stone or is it still in progress? So it's final in terms of the draft, but there is, um, like I said, the ability, the DAO can have a snapshot vote and amend and you know alter the Constitution um, you know, going forward. So um, this, this won't be sort of a shackle in terms of... Um, um, you know, the, the Constitution is living, uh, which is usually good for most most civilized uh, republics and societies. So, yeah, we'll be, we'll be able to, you know, change if there's any uh, need to do so. But, yeah, as it stands, I think I've been able to um, answer the director's questions and had some good edits as well. So, um, yeah, I think we're, we're good to go on that. Awesome. Uh, yeah, if there are any other thoughts here, uh, definitely let me know. We can bring that up. Uh, but I think we've, you know, the this has been going well overall so far i haven't heard anything you know major any major concerns uh, you know no future he kind of talked to me after the meeting and he was like you know it went great in a general sense um so awesome um if you guys have any yeah constitution questions 
send them our way and we can DM them to Ross. But I appreciate you coming up here today and giving us a little time, giving us an update. Yeah, my, my pleasure. Thank you. Absolutely. One more thing I'm going to plug here. Uh, we are, you know, we're doing pretty good for time, but I don't want to take up too much of your Sunday morning here. I'm going to just plug our GMI sticker production survey. We have 77 responses so far, but still trying to get some more votes. We need your votes. We need to know what stickers are we going to be throwing into production for you, Denver. Uh, Avagachi, sorry, Pixelcraft on their side has stickers handled from for their side. Uh, we, we decided to... Uh, go on a creative endeavor with our community and uh, go out and see if you guys would be interested in uh, getting some of these stickers printed. So we're looking for the top five. So please get your votes in there. Yeah, definitely going to plug this zombie shepherd, my Callum, myself, zombie. Um, there's five of us and we'll be, we'll be doing a daily morning space, Twitter space called GM with GMI. And we'll be doing this every morning at 3 PM UTC uh, you know, we'll have rotating leadership so we can maintain consistency. Uh, but the idea here is to have a available space every morning uh, to host guests, to do outreach with Polygon, uh, or just to talk about the latest and greatest happening on Avogachi Protocol. So we're going to be kicking this off on Monday. Grab your coffee and your bagel. We'll be doing uh, GM with GMI every morning at uh, 3 p.m. UTC. So definitely check us out on that. Oh, Jesse's dropping the alpha with the stickers. Yeah, every well, not every morning. Sorry, we can't intersect with the the Sunday and the Saturday, of course. But Monday to Friday, we'll be running that. So we have our leadership set out. And if you're if you're interested in becoming a regular guest on our show, reach out to me because you don't necessarily have to be a lead. We want to get the down vault. We want to get uh, Gachi again involved in this so if you don't like to lead these discussions but you like to chime in and you like to just have, be part of that discussion uh, definitely reach out to me because I can get you on the list as a regular kind of speaker um, on the show so it's really exciting um, I'm glad we can kick spaces up off again um, you know kind of inspired by the Wednesday spaces that uh, Golden Cross has been leading and I think we can uh, we can roll with it and do one every morning uh, pretty easily Yeah. Hey, do, you, do you mind if I uh, I want to clarify some Forge things real fast? And sure, we're, yeah. We're, we're so, so very close. I don't know if Dan was willing to uh, commit to a, a GBM sale time, but we are so close to it. And the Pixelcraft team has just been like working insanely hard to get everything ready. So huge kudos to them. And I just really want the community to understand like how much of a joint effort this was and uh, how hard they've been working. At any chance we can set a, a GBM date for Forge wearables? Um, we are still working through the final contract things, but I think uh, it's actually looking pretty optimistic. Um, so it's definitely going to be after the first snapshot. Um, fortunately, just it's not things are not done in time for that. So any basically any any could be any time between the two snapshots. Uh, I it seems like by next week we should have a lot of the contract and the UI uh, pretty much done. So theoretically, people could start smelting if they wanted. Uh, but as far as the GBM, um, do you guys have any preferences when you prefer to do it? Obviously, before the second snapshot. 
Yeah, you know, I think we've been hoping for the GBM and then the raffle. I think traditionally as a community, we've kind of put those kind of close together. It'd be nice to mm -hmm. uh, have both maybe in between the two snapshots, but I understand that could be a fair bit of work to get both set up. So just, I think GBM by second snapshot is my big picture goal and totally, uh, yeah. bonus if we get the raffle done, but just getting some of the rebels, that would be fun. And I'm, I'm hoping to capture some of the ghosts that sent out as rarity farming rewards. Uh, into uh, okay. the GBM, and so that'd be a lot of fun. So I guess yeah. look forward to that. Uh, hopefully, yeah, we'll, we'll have an announcement early in, by next week, I think, about when exactly what date that's going to be. Awesome. And then I just wanted to get this in front of the community too. Uh, so we've been working hard on what next steps for the forge would look like, uh, from you know finishing geodes or evolving pets concept to bringing customized backgrounds to the community and a new BRS modifying slot. Uh, and I think this is kind of generally what how we are approaching like what the next six months could look like from the Forge team trying to give as much value as we can to our native assets and kind of taking ownership over that as the DAO. Uh, we have so much talent and so many fun ideas. Uh, we would love the idea of translating those to product. Uh, so. Uh, take a look. This is kind of how uh, we are conceptualizing things. Feel free to give feedback and uh, look forward to a proposal from us on uh, kind of securing the Forge team for a, a six-month period if there's interest in executing on this roadmap. So just really excited about everything going on. Uh, this is a really fun uh, morning and Dow call because there's so much building going on. And excited for everything we're up to this year. Grounds. Yeah. Yes really highlighting the building this year uh, and specifically this DAO call here. Uh, love seeing all that. Uh, one more last thing here I'm going to plug is we do have a uh, suggestion, uh, bounty suggestions open right now for particular uh, bounty ideas you guys may have for us to offer at Denver. And so that's open right now. That's connected to DWORK. So I think be a great little stress test for DWORK. If you have a bounty idea, just submit it. Even even if you don't have a fully fleshed out idea, um, kind of open to taking ideas right now. And uh, there are some prizes we put up. So just if you have a good idea, bounty idea, and it gets upvoted, uh, there's a small ghost prize. Check out the forum th thread that uh, Hardcore just plugged up here. I'm going to just uh, plug that. This, this forum thread here. Check it out if you're interested. I'm going to try and get more stuff on the D-Work here in the coming weeks leading up to Eat Denver. Um, trying to get people engaged with it. D-Work's hooked up, so we just have to have some stuff on there to do now. Um, every, every reply or every suggestion, uh, any bounty that gets posted will show up in the Community Bounties channel, which, uh, Coder Dan, you helped me set that up a couple weeks mm -hmm. ago. It seems to be working really well, but uh, if you can get a couple replies, some suggestions in there just to make sure that it's all good, uh, we'll unlock it and people will be able to see it in the Discord with uh, anybody with the Gachi Gang, um, anybody with the Gachi Gang, uh, what's it called, role, will be able to see it. So so that's that. Uh, my little update on, uh, on D-Work, we should start using it now. It's ready to go. And the first thing we have hooked up right now is the suggestion, community suggestions for D-Work, uh, sorry, Eat Denver bounties we can offer. So go check that out. Uh, this was a great DAO call. I don't think, do we have anything else up here uh, that anybody else wants to touch on or before we close out for today?
Nah, it's been really, really productive call. Yeah, I think we're we're looking really good. I got this this call has me a little bit pumped, to be honest. Actually, quite pumped uh, for the weeks coming up ahead. I think February's going to be uh, it has been and will be a huge month for us. So, uh, appreciate all fifty five of you in the audience hanging out here with us today and making it this far on a Sunday morning. No, it's probably not the easiest for some people, but we all make it here and. I just love it, man. I this is my favorite day of the week is is the Sunday Dow call, uh, despite you know despite waking up at five a.m. for it, it, it mm-hmm. make, well makes up for it to be hanging out with you guys here. So, I uh, just want to say I appreciate everybody here, and I hope you enjoy the rest of your weekend. Join us on Monday morning at three p.m. UTC for our first episode of GM with GMI, and we'll be talking uh, everything great on Polygon. So. Yeah, appreciate y'all. Take care. Enjoy your weekend. We'll see you next week. See you, friends.